This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. We'll go check, Nibo. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined once again by a good friend and Bravo colleague of mine. He is an entertainment writer at The Grio. Please welcome Jared Alexander. Hi, Dylan. Hi, I'm so excited to have you back on the show. We've got lots to talk about. We've got lots to catch up on. Um, and yeah, I w- welcome back. Yes, I'm so excited. I feel like it's been a minute and there's so much more to talk about. Exactly. Uh, a lot happening in the Bravoverse. Yes. Like, first of all, starting off, we got news that Robin and Juan Dixon have obtained a marriage license, <laughs> which... <laughs> Um, from a technical perspective means that they could now get married anytime between now and February, 2023. (laughs) That's how long the license lasts, which this, okay. So when I first read this, everybody's like, oh my gosh, they're getting married. And it's like, okay, they're getting married probably in the next six months, but Potomac has finished filming for their next season and likely wouldn't start filming until like the spring ring so i'm like after all of this seven seasons of back and forth are we not going to get a filmed (laughs) wedding from robin and juan dixon dylan we're on the exact same page here our minds work the same i literally that was my first thought was like when are we gonna get this but what if maybe it's like you know like they get married but then the party's gonna be on the show at least that's what i'm thinking because you're right like the timeline doesn't add up because i feel like potomac they like waited a little bit after the reunion to start filming again Mm -hmm. um so we're kind of pushed back. But I think the timing of the news is perfect because I just feel like in the fandom, there's just like a hankering for Potomac. Like we just miss them yeah. so much. It's like randomly trending like every second day just from like random old clips that trend. So like I feel like it was an exciting time for them to announce that. But hopefully, fingers crossed, it's like maybe they'll just like have their own little private wedding and then the party will be on the show. I could see that. Yeah. And I think I feel in my bones that we're getting a Potomac trailer this week. I don't have tea on anything, but I mean, there's like tentative premiere dates that have been like floating around the internet. And I think Potomac is set for September. So that, that trailer should be coming any second. Now I, I am so excited. Do you think everyone in the cast will be invited to their wedding? I think so. I'm trying to think of who wouldn't, well, it definitely was interesting, wasn't it? Like, all last season, Robin was like, well, Wendy, you were so supportive at my engagement party, and now you're saying I don't have a relationship. So I feel like there'll be conversations Robin will have with people. Mm. But I feel like if they were all at Karen's um, wedding or vow renewal, I can't imagine why they will all want to be there either. That's true. And especially if there's a filming element happening. I don't think Robin, like, hates anyone enough to exclude them from from a group right. scene. But also, I think the bigger question is, will Michael Darby be there? And it looks oh. like probably not. Oh, I had And how upsetting. That. Wow. 
How fun would it have been to see Michael Darby just like drinking in the corner, just like lurking, like <laughs> he's like a little upset about Juan. He's like Juan, man, con- congratulations! I'm, I, 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 I'm so happy for you. <laughs> right, <laughs> malfunctioning. I think that uh, I think that Juan's friendship with Michael is probably uh, long gone and non-existent <laughs> if it ever existed in the first place. I don't think they are ever going to have a guys' night. I don't think uh, I don't think Michael Darby is in the picture any longer. I don't think so either. (laughs) And that's the thing. I feel like there's still so much we don't like, we all want, because we know so much about like the Ashley of it all. And like, I just feel Mm. like I'm so ready for Potomac to come back. And it's not that I'm not, not also ready for Salt Lake City to come back, but it still feels like Salt Lake City finished this year, as opposed to like Potomac, the Nikki reunion aired around like last Halloween. It's been a long time. Yeah, I was looking through, I was trying to find something in my camera roll, which is just like a wasteland of Bravo screenshots. And I was back in like, I think the Salt uh, the Salt Lake reunion wasn't until March, maybe even. It, it was, you know, they their season went on for a long time. So I definitely feel, I feel the whole of uh, Potomac not being there a little more. And then I think rumor has it Salt Lake is going to be moving to a different day of the week. So it might not be on wow. Sundays this season. But Speaking of weddings, the whole Vanderpump crew is currently in Cancun for Sheena's Sheena and Brock's wedding, which that feels right for them doing like a Cancun. Uh, it looks like they're doing like a bachelor bachelorette situation like immediately before. And then they're just going to get married there. Um, and everybody is there except Stassi. So Brittany, Jax and Kristen Doty are all there, too. And I'm like, are we going to get... Are they going to be mic'd up? Are they going to be in the background? Is this going to be like a soft, soft relaunch? I'm I'm really curious how this is going to be handled on the show. I feel like maybe. I mean, I can't imagine them not. I feel like if anything, maybe they'll be mic'd and then it'll be decided in post what they use or if they want to. And they'll kind of like test the waters. But I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like Jackson Britney's exit maybe wasn't as... Um, controversial with Stassi. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it was like, it was like a little bit later when they like renewed the show. Um, I say pull out all the stops for pump rules right now. <laughs> no offense. Like it kind of feels like we're already on kind of shaky ground. So why not? It actually was so funny. I was looking through people's like Instagram stories and stuff this morning, just to kind of keep tabs. Cause the worst thing you can do is be like, Stassi's not there and then you get like 42 DMs that are like actually she was seen on the plane there was a story that she was in the background of you're a dumbass but they were they're all like in Cancun posting like James and Raquel are there Lala's there Katie and the Toms are there Ariana's there and Stassi's story is just about Game of Thrones like she has like six stories about Game of Thrones right now like okay so you are very much not in Mexico maybe there will be a last minute appearance but yeah no I I really want Jax to pop up up on the episode with like the Chiron saying like Jax Sheena's friend <laughs> yes oh my god that see I feel like I feel that happens so much in Beverly Hills because we get so many returning characters and it's so weird when it's like Eileen Lisa's friend it's like what <laughs> it's like right just, Ca- Camille Camille Grammer Kyle's friend it's like we know, right. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> it will be interesting on OC next season when Taylor Armstrong pops up you know it's going to be like Tamara's friend and Tamara's it's like that friend. is a, that is a wild reduction of all of all that Taylor Armstrong right. has done for this community and I feel like they really but sometimes it'll change like I don't know why this sticks with me 
well, her name doesn't stick with me, that real estate agent from Jersey like two years ago, it said, at once it said Teresa's friend, then it said Melissa's friend. Like they just picked like whoever she was in the scene with. Yeah. I, <laughs> to say friend. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, she was a, a Michelle. I Michelle. Think. Michelle Pace. Yeah. She yes. was like in that like, recent lineage of Jersey women that were like supposed to happen and then just like failed spectacularly. Um, right. She and, tra- but she and Tracy. Around them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, she's the realtor. And it's like, okay, she was supposed to be the housewife, but clearly right. that didn't, that didn't pan out. I do think on Jersey this season, we are going to get uh, one or two actual new housewives, which best of luck to them. It seems like it. Listen, don't hopefully. And, in a few months, we'll be talking about when that's airing because clearly there's been so much going on. I can't wait Ooh. to recap that with you or talk through it. As as hellish as I think the viewing experience will be, I think it's going to be good TV. <laughs> I know. I'm already just like grimacing as I scroll through Twitter and it's like, Teresa didn't wish Joe a happy birthday. Good for her. And it's like, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and and the, the, the account was like Melissa's old nose. <laughs> oh, no. Like oh, no. Oh, no. M- Melissa, Melissa's <laughs> stripping, stripping career. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about Jersey a few months down the road. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week, grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I want to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. I 
I have been, you know, I feel like I was kind of, it was on the back burner for me for a few weeks. And then the last couple episodes, I've been all in again on Atlanta. And this Jamaica trip I found to be very entertaining. Velma, I could not agree more. I feel like, of course, this season has not been perfect, but I think we all went into this with like a reset mind. And I feel like they have nailed that, like just across the board. And especially with this trip, like, it's so weird. I was thinking about this last night. I was like, I can't believe I'm in a place where like, I feel like I have to say like, don't sleep on Atlanta, which mm. is weird. Cause like Atlanta for so long was like, obviously, and it's still one of the highest rated shows, but it's just, I think has really found such a great balance after years of like it kind of being nonsensical TV and just like, you'd have like 10 friends and four peaches and like, it was still funny, but it didn't, it wasn't like pieced together well, but I feel like there's so many great group scenes. The dynamics are great. And you're right. This trip has been so entertaining and just lovely. I've just enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And of course there's drama, which we wouldn't want there not to be, but there's no real source of toxicity within the cast. It feels like Kenya is not in as dark of a place as she's been in the past. I think Marlo is obviously, you know, a little polarizing. She's stirring the pot. She's, I don't know if she's having a perfect first season as a housewife, but I don't, I also don't think she's doing anything that's like so dark and, you know, not fun to watch. I like seeing Candy kind of get in the mix a little more with the drama than I think she sometimes does. And, you know, Drew, Sonia and Sheree, I think they're all entertaining. Like there's no, there's no in like one relationship on Atlanta this season. That's like, Oh God, we have to see these two go at it again. I feel like I, whoever is arguing like when Sonia and Kenya were going at it this episode, or when you have, you know, Marlo and candy, Marlo and Kenya, like all of those dynamics to me are still like enjoyable to watch them argue. Yes. It's fresh. And then I feel like it's also enjoyable to see them like in the fall to the arguments, like even like Sheree and Kenya on, on the raft talking through how they fell with the Sonya of it all. Like it just is like so fun and fresh. And I feel like they're also pros at this. And I don't think, again, it's not a perfect season, but like there are moments that it's fun to kind of see, especially with Drew this season and even Sonya towards the end of the season, like seeing them have to kind of like level up with mm-hmm. these women, these other women who've been doing this for literally almost what, like 15 years now. I do think Sonia really did a great job at hosting this Jamaica trip. It seems like everybody had a good time. The activities were, you know, fun and, you know, kept it moving. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whatever Kenya might have to say about it, I do think she pulled off a really solid hosting job, which is is not always easy to do as evidenced by the trip Kenya hosted last season. <laughs> I loved right. the, I loved the callback to uh, Candy complaining about like the crab cake from Uber Eats that yes. Kenya ordered for herself. <laughs> and she was so pissed about it, but you're so right. Cause I feel like had, you know, the, the bolo of it all not happened, um, it would have been one of the worst trips ever, you know? So <laughs> I think, I think um, she absolutely had a point with that. And the trip has been so great and you're right. It's been, you know, it, th- this is, like, the part of watching Housewives where you're like, you know what? Like, I'm sure, obviously, you have to suspend your disbelief because they're a cast trip. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, it kind of does depend on, like, what is planned and how much fun they have. And a lot of it was catered to Sonya and, like, her own roots there, of course. And I feel like it it just was really enjoyable as opposed to sometimes you get a trip and it's like, 
what are we even doing here? You know? <laughs> right. And I, it did seem like she actually did have to work for this iFit thing. Like she and she and Ross were like leaving in the morning and like actually busy for the first few hours of the day. Whereas sometimes when these women are, are traveling for like a business thing, it's like, Larsa Pippen is having like a jewelry party in the Hamptons and that's like such an afterthought to why they're there. <laughs> right. But that's, I kind of love that too. Cause then it was like, we got to fight over like petty things, which is just like, I think when housewives is just, it's best as opposed to like, I feel like Atlanta got into this rut for so long where it would be like, they would be fighting on social media as the season was airing. And then there was just like weird tension between them as opposed to like, I liked how like Sheree and Kenya were like, you disinvited us. And she was like, well, I didn't exactly disinvite you. You just didn't come. And like, like yeah. just the minutia of that is so the, fun. The level of the, the, um, the amount of minutes that we got out of <laughs> debating whether or not Sonia m- made a faux pas by, I guess, theoretically uninviting Kenya and Sheree from this iFit thing like from literally coming sitting on a bus for an hour to come watch her work which is like not that thrilling of an activity to begin with but I I I mean I was very team Sonya on this one that it's like maybe there was a mix-up with the transportation I wish you had made it on the bus but like I was working I wasn't like sitting over here just like coordinating things for you like it's sorry you didn't get on the bus and like even after she, even after Sheree and Sonia kind of make up and Sheree gives or Sonia gives her like the, you know, next day invite to come see. Even then the next day, Sheree is still like, well, that's why it hurt my feelings when I felt like she uninvited me. I'm like, Sheree, we literally, right. you already had the conversation. You made up. She invited you again. You made it there. You, you literally went and had a whole nice conversation. And then you're still like. Well, the bitch did uninvite me. It's like, oh my God, Sheree. It is like, but this is Sheree, right? Because she even says in that interview where she's like, when it was done to other people, I thought it was funny, but now that it's done to me, I actually care. Which I was like, that is so Sheree. Like there's something so transparent about her sometimes. Um, I think it's so funny. Because you were just like, it's like beyond hypocrisy. You just like kind of see right through her sometimes. You're like, Sheree, really? But it's her. Yeah, I think... I think with Sheree, that's kind of a theme that she doesn't have. I don't think she's really calculated at all or has that kind of like behind the scenes layer of her brain where she's like thinking two steps ahead or trying to make a plan or kind of that producer mindset that we see with a lot of longer term housewives. Because if she had that in any way, why on earth would we be watching this She by Sheree situation proliferate the way that it is? Because she's like... So now I only have three weeks to get together this fashion presentation and I have no models, no samples, no production, no venue, no whatever. And it's like for her to sit there and tell us that she only has three weeks to get together this fashion presentation. It's like, what were you doing three weeks ago? Three For the months past five ago. years. Three years ago. Like, <laughs> the, what is going on? For her to gaslight into thinking that she has only had three weeks to put together this whole event. It's like, ma'am, we have watched for years. Right. But the thing is, as someone who has like worked through, like I've always kind of been a bit of a procrastinator. Like I always get things on time, but it's like, I swear I watch and I like flashback to like cramming in high school or college and then like not being prepared. And I literally, it's just like, so stressed it's like not even embarrassing because it's i don't know i just feel like it's just like anxiety inducing like i'm just like what are you doing and also it's like i think we already know that like this is going to be like 
uh, the the finale of all finales, especially because it's like super meta with the Shiba Shirei. Mm-hmm. But like you would think that like I don't know, it would have been planned at least going into it. Like this should have at least happened towards the beginning of the season. Like her having all of this figured out. Right. The fact that she was visiting a fabric store on like episode 11 of this season, I'm like, it's one thing if you didn't know you were coming back to the show until kind of last minute, because I think her contract was the last one signed because they said when they were that first scene that was like Candy, Kenya, Marlo and Sheree in that like dance studio, I think they I I I think Sheree basically signed too. Sheree signed her contract like right before and they didn't all know that she was coming. So I think she, it's not like she had a year to prepare because she knew she was coming back on the show, but it's like, order the sweatpants, like (laughs) order the samples. Even even if they're not like the actual ones you're going to sell, just like get a garment, like come on. Something. (laughs) Right. And it's again, it's very entertaining and it's very on brand for her, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, it is, it's been a wild watch for sure. She well, and she's it. like, and this episode, she's like, I had to change the date because the venue that I want was booked for something else. And it's like, you didn't book the venue for like, it's three weeks from now. Why wasn't the venue al- already booked for you? <laughs> like, right. What is well, the process like It's always here? something too. Like she's always getting some phone call where something has fell through or some phone call or something. And it's just like a, uh, it's just like a sigh of like. She's. She's on the phone on speaker in Jamaica and, and the the poor girl on the other end of the phone is like, so it's not looking good. And Sheree's like, uh-uh, don't tell me this. Don't, I can't hear this. Don't tell me this. And it's like, we right. just are making no progress here. I know. And I feel like, I mean, how many episodes do we have left? I feel like it's got to be soon. Um, and um, we know they filmed the reunion, so. Yeah, they just filmed the reunion last week. I would guess they probably have like two, two or three episodes left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. She, she she better really she by she better really do it this time. <laughs> yeah. She better at least have some samples at the reunion, dear God. Like, <laughs> I I want to know what you thought of Sonya appointing Marlo the fill-in <laughs> host for the trip while she was at iFit because the, Ken, <laughs> Kenya obviously wasn't having it. Candy wasn't really having it either. But I'm I'm not quite sure who would have been the more ideal choice. Cause Drew was indisposed. She couldn't do right. anything. I candy and K- Kenya and Sonya weren't really getting along. Sheree and Sonya were having their separate issue. Like who, who was she supposed to pick? <laughs> right? No, I, I felt the same way. And I think there was not even her like doing that producer thing, but it was also kind of smart to pick the person who had the most conflict with everyone to kind of, it just like <laughs> fend for yourselves, have fun. Will I go shoot this over here? <laughs> Um, and it did, I think, make for good TV. I can't think of anyone else it would have been either. Like, I think, I think it was, I think it was smart. And Marlo did a decent job for Marlo, I think, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not like she had to do that much. She basically was like, okay, we're going to breakfast. Okay, we're sitting over here to eat. Okay, does anyone want to go to the pool? No, that's fine. Okay, now we're leaving and going to the raft place. Like, there wasn't like, she didn't have Everything was already planned out for her. It wasn't like a... (laughs) Exactly. She was the one like reading off the itinerary for the next hour. But I mean, just like the level of petty from Kenya where she's like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to. I I just always love the politics of these, no matter what the show is, of these trips. It's like, well, they're the host. And it's like, and the host has to do this and the host has to do that. And and it's just like, the stakes are always so high, (laughs) no matter which city you're in. Um, 
for like what you're doing day to day and if you skip something or whatever. And that's what was so funny. Like seeing Drew, like genuinely upset she couldn't be at that like she would have, had she had it her way, I think her foot would have just been elevated on the table and she would have just been there at that dinner. I, I felt really bad for Drew this episode because not only, I mean, from like a fun perspective, obviously you don't want to spend a whole day of your trip just sitting in the room. But also she basically didn't have an opportunity for any real involvement in the drama, in the storyline. And I, I mean, there was a lot going on. I think she could have... Drew loves to stick her nose in anything that's happening in her vicinity. And so I'm kind of sad for her and for us that we didn't get to see her like having an opinion on whatever was happening at dinner. Right. Especially with the Kenya and Sanya stuff. I think that it was and Sanya. I keep doing that. <laughs> Just annoying. It's, it's, with Kenya it's interchangeable. But I, I it, talked, <laughs> I interviewed Sanya earlier this year and I mm-hmm. mentioned that it seemed like Kenya was mispronouncing her name. And she said that, um, it is interchangeable and that okay. a lot of Jamaican people say Sanya. So okay. it could be either Perfect. way. So I'm off the hook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, I do wish that Drew had been there for that. But then at the same time, like, I just like loved, like, there was just something about the her exchange with Kenya that was very entertaining. But also, I think even Candy said it in an interview. It was like, this is where I was like, oh, like, Kenya is an all-star at this. Like, she just like, was like five steps ahead in the back right. and forth, um, which is hard to do when it's your first year out. And the, even just going toe-to-toe Kenya with Kenya your first year out is uh, pretty impressive, but it was pretty clear by like halfway through. <laughs> yeah, it and it's tough. We've, we see this happen sometimes when you, it's one thing to have a back and forth argument where you're fighting about something specific, but then you can kind of paint yourself into a corner when you're like, you keep doing this to me. You've done this over and over and over again, because then all the other person has to do is like, okay, I I would hate to be doing that to you over and over again. Please tell me the examples. And Sonia's like, well, she like her, her like eyes glaze over. She's like her like she needs to be like plugged in to recharge for a minute. Like it's just, right. It's, it's so kind of calibrating. It's kind of brutal to watch, but at the same time, it's like I don't think she. I don't think Sonya had a weak argument. She just in the moment couldn't couldn't come up right. with the goods to really you know stake her claim. And I think she wanted to have. It could have been like a that moment when Claudia Jordan like totally just like red Nini for filth that one right. season. But unfortunately Sonya kind of uh, drew a blank there at just the wrong time. And it's like, Oh, well, but no, I don't know. I'm not like holding that against her. I think it was no, not at all. And I, I still think it made for great, you know, dynamics. she made a little, she made a little misstep. She probably should have thought a little more carefully about where she was headed with Kenya, but Overall, I think Sonya has done a really excellent job as a first season housewife of kind of just working within the group. I agree. And I think, again, like, I don't think, I think Atlanta did a great job casting. And I don't think they can afford to have, like, one season wonders right now. Like, we need people to help, like, continue to usher this forward who, like, still feel, I don't know. I feel like with Atlanta for a while, it felt like people were just plucked and didn't really feel like a part of the show or a part of the cast and didn't feel like a group. But this really does feel like um, she's really steep in the group. And even Drew. I mean, I feel like everyone had a, was kind of up in the air about how they felt about her coming back. I could not be happier that she came back. As messy as she is, as nonsensical as she can be, like, I don't know what we, we would be talking about without Drew in this season either. Totally. And I think Drew, Drew and Kenya obviously last season had their issues. And then this year, Kenya really has seemed to be 
loving Drew's energy. They have been getting along pretty much this whole season. But I still think their their relationship feels like the kind of thing where I could easily see something dumb happening and then next season they're enemies again. And that makes, that's exactly what I want because it's like, I don't want nobody to get along. Like I don't want a season where everybody's just bitter the whole time, but also it's like, I don't want you to be like so tight that there's nothing in the world that could get in the way of that. And I feel like, Kenya and Drew to me is still like flip of a coin. Obviously, Candy and Marlo can be going at it and saying that they, you know, saying these awful things to each other. And then, you know, a a piece of chicken is enough to, to make them like right. besties again. And I think that's like, that's the exact dynamics that I want within a Housewives cast. And I think with, with like a, the like Portia, Marlo, Kenya, Nini a little bit dynamics in the past, it would get so acrimonious between them that it's like, okay, though that relationship is like done. Like the, the bridge is burned. And I, no I, like, forward. Yeah. I like that this season, other than maybe Kenya and Marlo, because I think that is unlikely to ever really budge. It seems like everybody else within the cast is kind of floating through space a little bit and could grab onto anyone at any moment. Yeah, but which, like you said, is kind of the sweet spot to be in. I feel like if I were to do, like, a Housewives presentation or something, I would kind of argue against the point that a lot of fans make, rightfully so, that it's like, oh, you need to cast people who have a long history, let's say, like, a Dorinda or something. But I don't think that's necessarily true, because we've had plenty of people, like, Shannon Bedore didn't know anybody, but Shannon Mm -hmm. Bedore came on and felt OC and, like, totally changed the game. I think Margaret's the same, even Jackie and Jen, whatever, but I feel like in... With Marlo, with Marlo, with Sonia and Drew, I feel like you also need to bring in new people who then can build relationships. So then like a couple seasons down the line, like there is that shared history and the stakes are there. Um, I don't think it's, you don't necessarily have to know the person. They also just have to be kind of good at the job. And it seems like these two are certainly right. for that. Well, if, yeah, I think it's, that's casting. It, that's why casting is a talent and an art and and it's not an exact science because of course there are people who are going to be great that have, you know, have a 10 year friendship with someone in the group and they're going to come on and be, you know, a firecracker and whatever, but that's not just like a perfect formula. And I think it's like thinking about how Portia was on the show for such a long time and her friend Shamia was always kind of off to the side. And, you know, there would always be that kind of thing like, Oh, like maybe Shamia could be full time. And it's like, but did anybody really want, like, did we need that? Would that have been, would that have added anything? Cause like, it's just to have like a built in bestie on the show is not really adding a lot to the dynamic, but I think with these women who can kind of get in there and like, even Sonia was introduced to the show as like, Drew's friend and then by like episode five of this season they basically weren't fucking with each other and like that's messy and I'm like I want more of it I want (laughs) I want to unpack this deeper yeah that's (laughs) that's always the best I love when it's like the person who introduces the new wife to the group they wind up (laughs) feuding in like the third episode or something that's just always the best
I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I think that's actually one of the things I'm most interested for coming up next season of Salt Lake because it seems like the allegiances have shifted so much since that reunion where it's like Meredith was the least supportive of Jen during season two. And then since they've been filming, they're just like a total duo. And it's like, I need to know where this is coming from. And, you know, Lisa seems to not be friends with Jen or Meredith at all, pretty much. And, you know, it seems like maybe I don't like those types of things where it's like, okay, like, Salt Lake has a lot of those kind of long friendships where it's like Lisa and Meredith have known each other forever. Meredith and Jen have known each other forever, but clearly those aren't set in stone enough to dictate the show's dynamic moving forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it seems like Heather, Jen and Meredith are like the Trace Amigas of Salt Lake City this season, at least from pictures. Mm. But I think it's like, like you said, it's like you, these shows just to be able to like move forward and like stay entertaining. And of course, we don't have to dive into it, but like we all have thoughts about the state of Beverly Hills and like just how stagnant it can feel. I think it's just so important that, you know, these women obviously are in each other's lives and it's not like just throw your friends under the bus type of thing, but it's also like you kind of have to, the dynamics have to shift and you kind of have to like hold your friends accountable, hold yourself accountable. Um, and again, that's why a show like I think Atlanta really is kind of getting to that place again. And I I always, again, just go back to Potomac. I just feel like those women like show up and you just never know where things are going to go. And things can get pretty dark. I think we know how dark it got. Um, but even then they were able to kind of bounce back and, and the dynamics just kind of shifted again. Right. I think I think, you know, 
we talk about it, but still maybe even not enough. I think Potomac is kind of the gold standard of a, a group where everything can be shifting and everyone on a good day, everyone can get along. And on a bad day, anyone can be arguing with each other. And I think that's kind of, it feels like Atlanta is moving more in that direction. It feels like Salt Lake has that energy a little bit. It, maybe it's, maybe it doesn't hit quite the same. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, even with New Jersey, I feel like on this past season, it was almost like that with if you had taken Teresa out of the equation, because then at the at the reunion, we saw Jennifer and Dolores getting into it a little bit more, which I think was an exciting Ooh. thing for a lot of us that it's like, OK, let's explore that dynamic. And, right. you know, I think it's it's fun to see these shows where it's like you don't know you can't predict where things are going to be at the end of the season. And I I think with that's kind of what you always should be working toward where it's like, even if we know some of the plot points or we know these two are getting divorced or there was, you know, they went on this trip here. It's like, I don't know who's like close, like who's getting along until the she- the season starts. Right. And I think that's the tricky thing is because you want to, especially with like the demoification of housewives and just like mm. us being able to follow, like sometimes beat by beat what's happening um, I feel like it is nice when you just don't know what's going to happen. And you obviously know the big things happening in people's lives, right? Like we know about Ashley and Michael. I, we know like little things, but we don't know. Like, I don't know who's feuding with who in this next season of, of Potomac. And that's great. And same with last season, like you even mentioned with Jersey. Like, I didn't know. It was short-lived. But like Jackie for a while there, like, went to Jen's house and was like, I'm here for you if you need anything. And that like shifted everything, you know? And I feel like you kind of have to. I just can't imagine not being in that space, A, if. I was on reality TV, like for my sanity, just to be able to like not attach onto things so much, but also just because I just think it makes it better TV. Yeah. And I think that like you mentioned with Beverly Hills is kind of the frustration now that it feels like we're in this sort of, we're at an impasse with like half of the cast, just kind of unwilling to, to play along in a way that it's like, okay, like we know that you guys are friends, but like, maybe you don't, that doesn't mean you have to like, be so shut off from this whole segment of the cast. And it just, it feels like there's this audience disconnect with the people actually on the show. And it's like, it it's not fun if you feel like everybody on the show has just like decided who they're friends with and nothing is going to change that. It's like, okay, like maybe just like, we know somebody, you know, we know you like to act. So like, maybe, yeah. like I, I wonder sometimes like, especially with Beverly Hills, especially because like the ratings are, almost better than ever. They're so high. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if there's like a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of approach. But I feel like a lot of the watching is like frustration watching, which can't last forever. And I do think that there is something about Beverly Hills that they can kind of rest on the glamour in a different way. And they can rest on people tuning in. I think just because of like facial recognition also, like they're just like very recognizable, you know, D-listers, mm-hmm. but still they're like recognizable people. Um, which I think that's why you'll get an episode where like, did anything really happen as opposed to like, again, in these like other cities, like a Potomac, even like a Jersey lately, it's like, there's not a single episode. Like they're not just going to sit there and talk about the weather. They're like, you you have like 20 minutes and like Gisela has gone through like five things in people's closets. And then <laughs> also feel the scene with their daughters who like roasted her. You know what I mean? It's just like, different. yeah. And I think maybe Beverly Hills this season has benefited from it's been, the last couple of years it's been on at the same time as New York, which I think 
they probably have a lot of audience overlap. And this year, New York isn't there. So it's kind of like, if you're one of those Bravo fans who doesn't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, first of all, <laughs> fix it. But right. <laughs> but, sec- but second of all, it's like, that's kind of the one show you are watching right now. So it's like right. Beverly Hills is like the thing. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do... It feels like there's something in in the water, something in the air about maybe a cast shakeup, and I, I am kind of hoping that that happens a little bit after this season. I know, and there's just so many of them. I mean, my God, it's like hard That's to balance. True. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it, but we don't. Tell me, don't we haven't even been to Aspen yet? So that's going to be a whole. Oh, I know, I know. Andy tweeted that he wanted reunion questions, and I'm like, I don't even know where where we're going to be in three weeks. <laughs> like, what's right, gonna everything's going to change. And that's what's again. I feel like it's always frustrating with Beverly Hills, and I feel like this happened again. There's something about the trips. Like this happened again, like with the Denise trip when they went to Rome. It's like I just feel like we know too much, and then there's a bit of a mm. fatigue going into it, as opposed to like again. I always say this. Like I had the the how did the niece of it all played out without us knowing about it like without like the the daily mail like brandy glanville right. affair revealed or whatever like i feel like it would have just a been more entertaining tv and then b we maybe just would have been able to see the dynamics a little bit more because again i just think ultimately it wasn't about brandy and the niece it was just about them like because mm-hmm. she wasn't showing up to work basically and like leaving early that's right. basically what it was about right like imagine if we had seen that bravo 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 moment in Rome without knowing that it was coming, it would have been like whiplash. I would have been like, what just, what just, can she do that? Is that what just happened? What does that even mean? And I think, you know, some, with some of the franchises, it's like the trips are always kind of like the most exciting part of the season. And I do think with Beverly Hills, sometimes it's a little bit like, okay, so now they're in Mexico for three episodes. (laughs) Like there can be, I mean, there can be great moments that happen on the trips, but it it feels a little bit like, Okay, so this is this is what's happening for the next three weeks. So you can probably just move on, you know, like right. I don't know. Whereas like in Jamaica, it's like I didn't know what was gonna happen every day of the trip. No, not at all. I feel like again, the only thing I knew going into the season, I was like, okay, I think because Candy and Marlo both talked openly about how like mm. things got heated between them. And that was pretty much all I really knew about it, you know? And I feel like it's just been so again, just refreshing and exciting. I just don't feel like we need to I'm saying this, but I'm also hypocritical because like I also will like try and parse through blinds I say with air quotes but like blinds or like Dubois something like that because it is fun and obviously even like you know it's like Melissa and Joe not going to the wedding I like my whole day just revolved around that but at the same time it's like sometimes it's just it's nice to not know everything this just makes it a bit better as opposed to like now waiting for this Aspen trip where we know little things but don't know what made it to camera and don't and there's been all these different it's just it's it's right like it's is Kathy going to go to the reunion? That seems like it could potentially not happen based on, but also like, we don't know what's happening in Aspen, but then after Aspen, it see, it certainly was the, the word on the street that she was kind of like done with housewives. Like it's, it's kind of a very like, um, like Tanya vibe to me where the, totally. the Bolo thing went down and then we never saw her again. <laughs> it's like, I feel like that might be the Kathy Hilton. She literally strategy. was like, you will never see my face again. absolutely not you won't speak about me on camera you won't you won't show a clip that i was in there will be no mention of tanya sam after x date sign sealed (laughs) order by a judge oh my gosh i do remember she used to frequent remember like before that season aired like yes dylan we met like she used to really be in those rooms all the time and then she wasn't 
You know why? Because she was like an investor in Clubhouse. Yeah. She. I mean, Tanya Sam, say what you will about her time on Housewives, but she's like an extremely successful businesswoman. I always wanted more for her. Like, I always kind of wanted her to have a peach. I thought she was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is kind of a bummer. Yeah. I just liked that her energy was like so vastly different than anybody else we had had on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I thought that considering how different she was from everyone else on that cast, I thought she weirdly worked well within the group. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. I guess last thing kind of on that note, speaking of friends, how are you feeling about Moneta? And do you think you would want to see more of her in the future? I, I feel like, I hate to like look at her like just logistically, but I do feel like it's nice to have just like kind of one friend. You know what I mean? Like it's nice mm-hmm. that like, again, I feel like with Atlanta for so long, it was really just like all the trips were padded with like so many friends and it just like would all get convoluted and all over the place. And I do feel like she kind of has like been the voice of reason at least in this trip a little bit and has been able to kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yes, she's really yeah. close to Candy, but she was able to sit and talk with Marlo about it and yeah. kind of break it down and not come for Marlo at the same time. Um, so I definitely would love to see more of her. But again, I'm not, I feel like kind of no specific way about it. Which is I agree. I liked that. I liked the scene she had with Marlo where she, where Marlo was like, let's sit by the pool and like Manetta and Jure were the only ones that came. Um, but I, yeah, it's like, I'm not... I'm not like obsessed with her, but I do, I do think she's like a nice presence to have in the group. And I agree that sometimes having that like one extra person can kind of help flesh it out, but then obviously it can get crowded if you try and add too many people. Um, But I don't know, maybe, maybe she can stay and then we can get um, Neo's more recent ex (laughs) who just like blasted him for cheating on Instagram. Like maybe we can get like the Neo exes to be a little like, RHOA club. We'll get really into the mess of it all. No, I, yeah, that would be really fun. I feel like, yeah, I'm, I would like, I would like some more of her. We'll see. Totally. I feel like we're going to, I personally feel like this cast, the peaches as is, I want them all to come back and then yeah. you can maybe add one or two, maybe mix it up a bit. But I just think it's for the first time in a long time. It's like, we made it through the dark ages a little bit. <laughs> it's I, like on the other side. I totally feel the same way. And I feel like, Speaking of making through the dark ages, it's a Monday morning and you have really brightened up my day, Jared. So thank you for oh. being here. And, uh, yes, you mine too. Um, let everyone know where they can follow you and find your stuff. Yes. So uh, as you mentioned earlier, you can find all my writing and reality TV reporting at thegrio.com. Uh, but my Instagram is at the Jared Alex. And then my Twitter is, hey, it's Jared. Hey, with two Y's. So H-E-Y-Y, it's Jared. Amazing. Thank you, as always, for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like, I'm cool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.